everyone. We hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Welcome to Coffee with the Queen, Episode 3. I'm Nicole. And I'm Cindy. And today we're discussing do-it-yourself or DIY coffee gifts, followed by a brief summary on how coffee can help you relax and feel refreshed this holiday season. For those of you looking for practical coffee information, the kind that helps you select the perfect coffee when you're at a cafe or supermarket, fear not, we will be back next month with a deep dive into coffee roasts and blends. Now on to our crafty, amazing do-it-yourself gifts. While we all know coffee is great for many reasons, few people, and I include myself in this category until recently, realize just how many ways there are to upcycle used coffee grounds into thoughtful, purposeful products. Ranging from body scrubs to fireplace logs to mushroom beds, just so many things you can do with coffee. And today, Cindy and I are going to share our favorites. Instructions on how to make all the gifts we discussed today are available on our blog, coffeewiththequeen.com. So first up, body soaps and scrubs. I know the idea of rubbing yourself down with coffee may not sound cleansing, but it is, and it's actually really good for your skin and hair. Coffee is packed with health and beauty-boosting antioxidants. When applied topically, these antioxidants mixed with the abrasiveness of the coffee grounds improve the texture, appearance, and health of your skin and hair. Used on the body, coffee has also been shown to minimize stretch marks, cellulite, tighten skin, and reduce inflammation and redness. One of the things I love about creating a coffee scrub is that you can really tailor it to your own or your gifties skin needs. Personally, I suffer from dry skin, so I try to create a good balance between the exfoliation with the coffee grounds and a really deep, rich hydration, usually with a hydrating base such as vitamin E or shea butter. Yeah, my favorites are coconut oil and olive oil. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different things you can use as a base for either your scrub or your soap. Really depends on your skin or is your gifties skin. So I have feeling, Cindy, I don't know, never heard you complain about dry skin. So, no, no. I, you know, I have pretty normal. I'm pretty lucky. I have normal hair and skin. Yeah, and I'm, I'm dry. <laughs> I'm very, very dry. So in addition to the base and the coffee grounds, you can also add additional ingredients like honey, cocoa powder, egg, anything that's really going to be beneficial for either you or your gifty skin. So as you've heard, Cindy and I would be adding very different things into our coffee scrubs. So if you were to add egg in, would that affect how long the scrub was good for? No, I would say if you're adding in a food product that has not been cooked, so cocoa powder or eggs, I really wouldn't use the scrubs after a week or keep them in the refrigerator. If you're just using coffee grounds, essential oils, and a hydrating base, the scrubs will probably last for a month. But again, coffee is a food product. So for most of these scrubs, without the egg, I, I probably personally wouldn't use it after two weeks. So if you give it to someone that's going to use it pretty quickly. With an egg, a week, it will definitely last after that. And you, you can look at it to see if it's going to grow molds or something. But these are food products. They're natural. They're great for the skin. But it is important to remember it's a food product. No, it's a really good tip. And, you know, make as much as you're going to use quickly would be my advice. Like I've given it to people who I know, like my mother, I tend to a scrub every year and she loves to use it immediately because it makes her skin look plump and, and glow. And unless you're going to make some kind of industrial batch in general, if I make a pot of coffee, I don't have that many grounds. <laughs> I mean, I have some grounds, but it really is only enough to last maybe two or three uses, but it's still a really thoughtful gift. And if you go to buy one of these scrubs, like a good high quality scrub someplace else, I know I've paid up to $20 for a coffee scrub. They don't last an incredibly long time, but they do make really wonderful gifts for someone who is going to use it quickly. I agree with you. It's a wonderful gift, and it's also so thoughtful, and you can tailor it to your giftee's needs. I mean, you can also do it in about five minutes. So if you're running late on a gift for someone who loves bath and body products, you you get that last-minute invite of, do you want to come to our holiday party tonight? You you have just made some coffee. You can put this together in probably under five minutes, which 
it's a nice little cheat gift. So if you're interested in creating your own body scrubs, we have three great recipes, one for the face, one for the body, and one for the hair on our blog, as well as two quick eight-minute melt-and-pour holiday coffee soap recipes. As I said, the hair, yes, you can put coffee on your hair. It's actually great for cleaning the scalp and cleaning the hair if you apply the grounds directly to the scalp. It also helps stimulate hair growth, the caffeine. So if you are looking to grow your hair a little bit longer, making a quick coffee scrub is a great way to get the hair activated. I also read that if you're a brunette, using brewed coffee can really help enhance your shine and increase depth in your color. Yeah, it can. After you wash your hair, you can just apply literally your leftover brewed coffee. You don't want to have any milk or sugar in it, but your black coffee directly <laughs> to your hair and just rinse it out with water. The acids in the coffee kind of bind to the hair and give it a nice glow, which is it's great. I mean, you could do it as a blonde too if you want to go for a dirty blonde look. Great. Yeah, you just have to remember that the, the coffee color's in there, but it's not like a paint. It would just be a sheen. It, it works really well. Some of my best date prep tips come from my coffee scrubs and soaps. Yeah, I'm a redhead again, so I haven't done this in a while. But, you know, maybe I'll see what it does to my red. Yeah, I mean, I well, I'm a brunette for those of you who don't know us. So for me, it, it just gives it a nice glow. But it would be interesting to see what happens as a redhead. Yeah, maybe I'll have to do a little video anyway. <laughs> a little coffee bath hour. Okay, so we're going to our next Great DIY section. Coffee grounds can also be upcycled into great products for your home and garden. If you know someone who loves to bake, you can make them a fantastic espresso powder. Which, if you're not familiar with espresso powder, it's a baking tool that adds really rich, nice coffee flavor to your baked goods. The one thing is it can be very tricky to find in the U.S. It's very common in Australia and the U.K., but you can go on a little expedition trying to find it in the U.S. However, if you follow our blog, you know that Cindy has created a fantastic recipe. So Cindy, do you want to walk us through how you make and use your espresso powder? Yeah, sure, Nicole. So homemade espresso powder, it's really easy to make. It just takes time and patience. And all you need is an oven, some used coffee grounds, and an airtight container. That's it. But I do have some tips for getting the most out of the recipe. For the grounds, well, some people are sticklers for using an espresso blend, but I have found that using any non-flavored coffee works well. The thing to remember is to be careful of your grind size. You want a very fine powder when you are finished so that it will absorb into your baked products. So if you happen to be using grounds from an espresso blend, it may already be ground to a fine enough consistency. As Nicole explained, espresso is ground finely. I think we've talked about that before, haven't we? Yes, we talked about that last episode. Yeah, so if you're using an espresso blend that you made your espresso from, the grind might already be fine enough for your espresso powder. But if your grounds came from another brew method, the trick is, after you bake them, to simply put them back in a grinder and grind them to a finer consistency, and then the espresso powder will work fantastically. The next caveat I have for you is about storage. An airtight container is a must. So I buy small ball jars, you can find them online, and I tend to favor the four ounce size because a little goes a long way with espresso powder. So if you store your espresso powder properly, it could last you up to six months and it will intensify the flavor of any baked product that it's added to. I especially recommend it for any chocolate. It makes the chocolate so much more intense and rich. And typically by adding one tablespoon, it's enough to bring out the richness of any recipe that you tend to be making on any given day. 
So for more details about the recipe, go back and check it out on our blog, coffeewiththequeen.com. And so Cindy, one quick question on storage. I'm not sure if you've even tested this, but with regular coffee beans, and so they need to be airtight, as you said, but then also light can stale them. Given that they're baked, uh, should you keep them in a cupboard or away from direct sunlight? Absolutely, Cole. You should start, if you store it in the pantry, in the back of the pantry in an airtight container, you should be good to go. Okay, so you sort of just the you would store regular coffee grounds. I love to bake. If you follow us on Twitter, you've probably seen occasionally I post things I love to bake. And I made this espresso powder once. It made such a big amount that despite being an avid baker, I haven't had to make it again. Now that you've told me about the six-month rule, I might be making some more before the holiday season. So I use it in coffee cakes. I love to make coffee cake. And it works really, really nicely. So I know you said chocolate. But also, if you make anything that has a coffee flavor, I found that it works really, really well. Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned that because that is a great tip that I left out. Sure, anything with a coffee flavor or with chocolate. Typically, I've added it to brownie recipes and chocolate cake recipes and chocolate ganache recipes. But truly, anything that has a coffee flavor, it will also add that little zap to it, that zing. Yeah, it's a really good recipe. Thanks for sharing. In addition to homemade espresso powder, there are other unique, wonderful gifts that you can make at home, including pin cushions, candles, coffee logs, and coffee starters, again, all from upcycled coffee grounds. Those of you who follow our blog know that Cindy has made some great guides for these are available on our blog. So Cindy, do you want to tell us a little bit about these DIY gifts? Sure. Thanks, Nicole. So I have four upcycled coffee products that would all make excellent gifts. First up is a pin cushion that actually could also be used as an odor absorber or a sachet. To make this one, I actually used items I already had in my house, and I have personally given a bunch of them away as gifts. People seem to really love them. Yeah, they're very cute. And all you need to make them are dried coffee grounds, some fabric scraps, embroidery thread, felt, and a small piece of cardboard or plastic. And I literally used plastic from the top of a takeaway container to make the base for my cushion. The entire construction took me about 15 minutes. The one piece of advice I would give is to make sure your grounds are completely dry before you start. You don't want any moisture to seep through the finished product. When finished, you will have a lovely scented pincushion or sachet. And if you use this as a pincushion, the oils in the grounds can actually help to protect your needles from rusting, which is an awesome bonus. The exact directions are on our blog, and I actually created two styles. So if anyone should come up with more variations, I would love it, love, love, love it if you shared your creations with us. So uh, Cindy, for a quick question. So as an odor absorber, where would you put them? Like I know you could probably put them in the car. Coffee absorbs odors and scents, which is why we recommend people don't put it in the refrigerator. But could someone even put one of these kind of in the refrigerator if they used a more porous material, something rather than baking soda? Absolutely. I mean, I've actually seen people use them in their shoes, like in their oh, gym wow. shoes. Okay. Yeah, but anywhere you need a quick odor absorber, it's a really, really good thing to do. And actually, if you really, really love the scent of coffee, you could put it in your lingerie drawer, and then you would have that coffee scent all over you all the time, <laughs> if you're so inclined. But we live with coffee, so not so inclined. But we've used them in the back of our car when growing up. I hadn't thought about gym shoes, but we used them. And my brother and I both played a number of sports. So my mom always kept a bag of open coffee, slightly open coffee in the trunk. But your pincushion sachets are much cuter. Thank you, Nicole. I really loved making this one. It brought out my inner Martha Stewart, I must say. It's very cute for those of you who haven't seen it online. Suggest you go there. So my next three gift ideas all involve fire. 
And they are a coffee candle, a coffee fire starter, and a coffee log. For the candle, all you need is wax, wicks, and dried coffee grounds, and something to put it in, and I happen to use a mug. The method I used incorporated soy wax chips, which melt really easily on the stovetop, but you can save old candle wax and recycle it for your new coffee candle if you want to. The details for the construction are on the blog. One tip I have is that a great source for inexpensive mugs is the Salvation Army or the dollar store. Alternatively, you could use a ball jar and then the layers of coffee and wax, which show clearly for a really lovely effect. The last two DIY ideas involve your fireplace. First up is a coffee fire starter, then a coffee fire log. If you are not ready to go full log yet, the coffee fire starter is an easy addition to your fire making routine by combining wax and coffee grinds in a small cup, or even using a recycled egg carton, you can create a fire starter. When placed under your logs, it will help you create that perfect holiday-ready storybook fire. This DIY project took me about 15 minutes and worked wonderfully. This would be a great stocking stuffer for anyone you know who loves a roaring fire. Yes, I wish I had known about this when I saw your blog. I was almost a little bit kicking myself because it's coffee people. We had a fireplace for a very long time and my mother actually just went electric or gas. I'm not sure which one because she had such difficulty starting the fires. For anyone out there who has a parent who has difficulty you know, kicking off their fire but loves a real fireplace, like I would have made my mom a whole little box of these, especially if they only take 15 minutes because it's really, if, if you don't have that natural fire talent, people know me I'm, I'm more often equated with ice, and I think my family is as well. So it can be tricky. Even with those little wood starters, it can still be tricky to get a good fire going. So I could see this being a great gift for someone. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it depends on the wood you're burning. A lot of times what's difficult about starting a fire is if you have a really big log or if you have splintered logs. The great thing about these fire starters is that each one will burn for about 20 minutes. So that gives you plenty of time to even adjust the wood. So your fire can catch perfectly. Yeah, no, that would, we had big splintered logs. That's just what was available in the area that we lived in. Those fire starters, we'd have to put them on probably every five minutes. They would just burn right through. So getting something that would last 20 minutes, even for those larger logs, I think would be enough to get it to catch rather than having to pack it with newspaper and little sticks and, and everything else to really get the fire going. Yeah. And you know, the, these aren't so cheap. I think Yankee Candle sells a version of it. If you make your own, not only will it come from the heart, but you're going to save a dollar or two. Everyone loves a homemade gift, especially if you're making it for a parent or a grandparent. I, like I could see this in my mind, going to someone who's a little bit older who, who just loves that homemade feel. Like, I don't know. It's no matter how old I get. I know my mom is still always going to love a homemade gift. And plus it's coffee. You're using coffee. <laughs> plus it's coffee, yes. And it's environmentally friendly. Like it's a, We're recycling, so it makes it even better. So lastly, I have a Java or a coffee fire log. And these logs are growing in popularity because they are environmentally friendly and long-lasting. They actually are cleaner to burn than wood logs, and obviously no trees are felled in their production. Again, you can use items you may already have in your home to create these logs. You just need some wax, molasses, coffee grounds, and a lot of patience. The step-by-step, along with some lessons I learned, are fully documented on coffeewiththequeen.com. So please check it out and let me know any thoughts you have. So Cindy, I have a question. When they're burning, what does it, does it smell like coffee burning? It doesn't smell like burnt coffee. It smells like molasses with a hint of coffee. Oh, that sounds nice. That sounds like cookies. <laughs> I kind of want to go in. I don't want to go in and eat it. 
Exactly. My sister came in my house yesterday and said, are you baking cookies? <laughs> yeah, that would get me in the cookie baking mood. Nice. Yeah, yeah. My pleasure. So I want to thank you so much for listening to my DIY tips and tricks. And again, if you should attempt any of these, please, please share your experiences on the blog. Nicole and I love your feedback. And with that, I will pass the mic back to Nicole. Thank you. Yeah, we really do love to hear when you've tried to make something that we've suggested or written up on the site, um, whether it worked, whether it didn't work, or whether you've created something much better, which is always exciting for us, kind of being that lunch board. With that, we have our next garden item that you can make with coffee grounds, and that is an oyster mushroom basket. So oyster mushrooms thrive in a mix of coffee grounds and sawdust. You can't actually grow them in regular soil. And best part, if you are a late gifter, they only take four days to grow once you've planted the spawn in the coffee soil. To make an oyster mushroom basket only takes about 15 minutes. You just need some plastic containers, which you can use little Ziploc bags, sandwich bags, your coffee grounds, some sawdust, and then the mushroom spawn. These mushroom baskets make a wonderful gift, especially for a foodie or anyone who loves to cook with fresh homegrown vegetables. The best part is they'll continue to give all year round. So every time that person looks or has one of their mushrooms, they'll probably think of you, which is always a nice little, you know, it's nice, it's a heartwarming thought. And so our very last home item is not an upcycle gift. It doesn't use used coffee grounds. It's with fresh coffee. It's a brilliantly aromatic, flavorful holiday coffee. So from cinnamon to nutmeg, cardamom, ginger, clove, or even dried orange peel, you can create an array of delicious homemade holiday flavored coffees for yourself or a fellow coffee lover. These coffees really just, I mean, they taste like the holiday season. I don't even know how to describe it, but when you bite into that first piece of fruitcake or a sugar cookie and you just kind of get that rush of holiday joy, to me, that is what these holiday flavored coffees bring. They're unique and can be prepared up to one week ahead of time. They also can look very festive if you put them in a glass jar. So what you do is you will use a spice, a nut, a combination of things in your coffee grounds, and you can layer them. Or if you ever went to a fair as a child and you made those colored sand bottles, that's what it reminds me of because you can layer the coffee grounds with the nuts and the spices, put a little bow on it, and I find them charming. I just kind of want to grab them and, and buy one and take one home. Nicole, I agree with you. It's like the holidays wrapped up in a jar. What a lovely gift. Yeah, it is. And it's very easy to make. We have three holiday coffee blends on our site. We have a traditional holiday spice coffee, a vanilla hazelnut coffee, and a chocolate hazelnut coffee. If none of these appeal to you, again, you can create a flavored coffee at home out of any whole spice or nut just by following the instructions and substituting your own nuts and spices. They're really wonderful gifts, very quick to make, and they're I don't know. I, I just find them really enjoyable and they make the whole house smell fantastic. I know I used a cinnamon, cardamom and ginger combination in an orange spice coffee recipe that's on the blog. And that would translate really, really lovely into one of these take home blends. Yeah, I think actually our holiday spiced coffee recipe. I can't remember because I haven't made it yet this year. I always have to refer back, but it uses I feel like it uses about eight spices and it uses all of those. It's a very traditional holiday spice coffee and it is great. Like It's I just find them wonderful. And you can spike them if you really want to. <laughs> yeah. I love the aroma when you mix the different spices together with your coffee. Oh, my God. The house smells so amazing. Yeah, it, it really does. Actually, I'm glad you said that. The one caveat I would put here is that you want to use a coffee with a really neutral base. So a Colombian, a Brazil, really any Central South American will work. I would stay away from a Sumatra or any... Indonesian coffee that has really rich spice tones because they may interact poorly with the spices you're adding in, unless you're doing something with pepper. That's a great tip. I, I don't even know if I would have thought of that. That's amazing. I learned from experience. <laughs> 
I once put cinnamon in Sumatra coffee. I think you tasted that and it was absolutely awful. And I love, I love cinnamon and I love Sumatra and it was the worst thing I could have done. Right. But so, cinnamon yeah. in a Yirga chef might taste good. Fantastic. It's, it's really wonderful. A cinnamon in the African coffee is amazing because they have those natural cinnamon and gentle flower tones, which I think work really well together. And so that actually wraps up the DIY section of this podcast. Again, to learn more about any of the gifts or guides we've mentioned on this podcast, you can visit our blog, coffeewiththequeen.com. It's a recipe hashtag at the bottom that you can click on. It'll bring up all of our recipes. We also have an upcycle, a DIY tag at the bottom. Again, if you just click on that, it'll bring up all the guides. We also have these posted on our podcast site, coffeewiththequeen.podbean.com. Now we're moving on to our mini wellness bonus. I don't know about you, but I love the holidays and I do find them a bit tiring. Between cooking, shopping, crafting, parties, and work, there just seems to be so much going on. And I suspect a lot of you listening feel the same way. There is good news. Recent research shows that drinking coffee can actually help us feel more relaxed, refreshed, and ready to get the most out of this holiday season. To understand this, we need to take a quick step back and talk about how coffee interacts with our body and our nervous system. So coffee helps us relax when we're feeling anxious or stressed by facilitating the production and release of dopamine to the prefrontal cortex of the brain, which is the area of the brain responsible for mood regulation. While it's doing this, it's also blocking our adenosine receptors. Adenosine is a nervous system depressant. It's a natural chemical that our body makes that makes us feel sleepy. So when we drink coffee, we essentially give our bodies a little mini mild antidepressant boost by encouraging the release of feel-good mood-boosting chemicals while discouraging our bodies from wanting to sleep by blocking the adenosine receptors. Research has also shown that in addition to helping us relax, coffee sets us up to receive people positively. So a recent Yale study found that holding a cup of coffee while you're engaging or talking with others actually makes you feel better about the interaction you just had with those people later on. Again, just implying this to myself, I tend to be a very shy person. So I get a little, that little like flutter of anxiety before I have to go into any group setting, even if it's with people I know. Naturally, I've always grabbed coffee because I pretty much always have coffee on me, but it does make me feel better to hold something warm. So if you are like me, a little timid, getting ready to go into those holiday parties or any luncheon, grab a cup of coffee. It'll help you feel better and hopefully help you just be a little bit more relaxed and open to chatting with your peers and your, your colleague. As the saying goes, warm cup, warm hands, warm heart. Yeah, I agree with you. I know no matter the situation, if I have a coffee, I'm much less beastly and I'm certainly better able to receive people. Yeah, it's it's proven. The study proved it. So it's not just in our imaginations. It does something to our minds, which a little scary, but also really good in this situation. And so if all this party and crafting talk has tired you out, it might be time for a coffee nap. In the world of seemingly disparate things we've told you today, so washing up with coffee, burning it in your fireplace, relaxing over a cup of coffee, napping might sound like the oddest, but its effectiveness has been confirmed by studies in both the UK and in Japan. Drinking up to 12 ounces of coffee before taking a maximum 20-minute power nap helps you stay alert, refreshed, and fatigue-free. So coffee takes approximately 20 minutes to take effect and start working in your body by kind of releasing dopamine and blocking the adenosine receptors. So if you can nap in that 20-minute period between consuming coffee and coffee kicking in, you'll wake up feeling really fantastic. I've done this. I usually go for a shot of espresso because I can't chug my coffee. Personally, for, for me, I'll go for a quick shot of espresso and head down. And I've found that it works really, really well. Yeah, I've been trying to fine tune this for years, even before I knew it was a thing. I know sometimes when I get up in the morning, I still feel really sleepy. I'll have a coffee in bed and I'll fall back to sleep for just a little bit of time. And then I wake up and I feel ready for the day. 
So it's like my personal coffee habit has been proven scientifically. I love this. <laughs> yeah, I love when science works with nature. And for those of you who can't fall asleep quickly, the study also found that if you drink a cup of coffee and then quickly close your eyes, even if you don't fall asleep, just the act of closing your eyes and kind of resting will help you receive many of the benefits of actually having taken a coffee nap. And so that concludes episode three of Coffee with the Queen. Thank you for joining us. And again, links to everything we discussed today are available on our blog, coffeewiththequeen.com and on our podcast site, coffeewiththequeen.podbean.com. If you like this podcast, please let us know by giving us five stars on iTunes. And if you have feedback or topics you'd like discussed, we would love to hear about it. Please email us at info at Finally, to learn more about our coffee, please visit us at thequeenbean.com. Wishing you all a joyful, stress-free, wonderful holiday. Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, and we'll see you before the new year. Happy holidays, everyone. <laughs>